Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Telios. Uh, as you heard, we're doing kind of a, a new series of uh, the the stories of John, Kara, and myself. And today, we get to listen to Kara tell her story. Say hi, Kara. Hi. Should have said hi, Kara. Hi, you should have. Because that would have been funny. That would have been hilarious. Hi, Kara. We would have all been laughing so hard. You can edit that in post. Okay. All right. And today, we get to listen to Kara tell her story. Say hi, Kara. Hi, Kara. Welcome to Teleos, a podcast by Grace Student Ministries designed to encourage and equip parents and leaders as they make mature disciple makers of the next generation. For more resources, check out the show notes. We're glad to have you here. Let's get going. Anyways, so I'm going to hand things over to Kara. You get to start however you want to start, Kara, and and I'll just go from there. I just want to say right off the bat, um, I just wrote something out that I just think is important to uh, my story and God's work in my story. And so um, I'm just going to read it. My life can be mapped out in that I thought I knew God, but then I met God and now my life is all about getting to know God. I think Paul got it right when he said, I counted all loss for the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. Um, not that I think that my life or my experiences have been meaningless or useless, um, but that I would do it all again the exact same way. Even all the hurt and the pain and the tears, um, because I know this is God's exact plan for my life. Mm, that's really sweet. So let's start at the beginning. Yes. So... I was born April 26, 1990. Um, I actually really love my birthday, so feel free to remember that and uh, wish me happy birthday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I had a pretty normal childhood, I would say. Um, I think the first real major life event that marked my youth um, was in sixth grade. So we actually went to, um, this is not the thing that marked my youth, but this is what started it. Uh, we went to Disney World, and um, as a family, and we went with my, another, uh, my cousins and stuff, and so it's like, okay, this is just normal childhood, vacations, things like that, and then a couple months later, my parents decided they were getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they knew they were getting a divorce at the time. I think my dad just moved out, and they're like, we might get a divorce, and then it became like, yeah, we're getting a divorce, and then it was like, we're definitely getting a divorce, and so it was just uh interesting time as an adolescent i was you were in sixth grade you said sixth grade is when my dad moved out and so um i am the oldest of three daughters and so i i think in that time as i was forming you know who i am and how do i relate to the world and all those types of things you do when you're in middle school um i became very just strong for my sisters and for my mom too um, and I kind of assumed that role when all of that was happening and it took a long time they didn't actually get divorced until I was in eighth grade. Um, and at that point I had stopped talking to my dad. Uh, I didn't talk to my dad for like mm. two years, um, just because I knew a lot of what was going on. Um, and not that he did anything totally like crazy or anything like that. He was just, um, passively kind of a jerk to my mom and I didn't like that and so Mm. I didn't want anything to do with him in those years Um, so this whole idea of being strong for my sisters and and kind of being my mom's confidant 
um, was kind of what shaped my middle school years. And I had a lot of anger issues and I had a lot of emotions that mm-hmm. just kind of came out as anger. And so mm-hmm. um, I think emotionally, that's kind of the place that I was in. Um, I should mention, too, that I grew up, we went to Catholic church, and so I knew stories of the Bible, but I was never encouraged to read my own Bible. I didn't have any sort of real relationship with God. Um, So my childhood was marked very much by just like as it goes in the world. And so just like things just happen and you just adapt and you react. And there was no central... um, God peace or even faith peace um, that was in the family or in my home growing up. Um, so when hard things happen, it was just like, okay, you just we're going you on. No, yeah, on. we we yep. just yeah, we figure it out and you you do the next thing. And so, um, and 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 that paradigm brought in kind of this for you this feeling of responsibility that might not have otherwise you know. Uh, come to fruition that look at feeling like you need to kind of be the protector of of your sisters and so on and so forth yeah and not never like physically like i never felt like i had to like find friends for them or do things mm-hmm. for them but just very much so emotionally like, um, if, there's if anybody's going to be yes, solid it's gonna I'm, be you i'm the one that's going to hold it together mm-hmm. i'm the one that's going to apologize to mom when something mm-hmm. goes wrong with my sisters and like just kind of be that in-between person um, and then if my mom's upset, being the person that she can go to, and if my sister's upset, being that person that they can go to. Um, and so not really having an outlet for myself was a big thing. And I think, yeah, I just made decisions for myself and like not talking to my dad. I mean, my dad, like in that time got married and oh wow. in the, um, in the two years time or yeah, or? in the two years that I wasn't talking to him. So that also like just brought up a lot of just feeling kind of betrayed maybe yeah, definitely. and just kind of left behind, um, which is what I wanted. And I verbalized that I wanted that I didn't want anything to do with him. And mm-hmm. so, um, but I think, I mean, me and my dad have since we have a, a, good relationship now and um throughout the years like going through life you know things just happen and um yeah so there has been some redemption with with my dad and things like that but at the time that's tough yeah so i think that was a big shaper and marker of um how i view the world now um and even stuff with with god and and we'll get to that more later but sure Okay, so take us on to this. So this is in the in the pre high school, even kind of pre middle school stage. You're you're undergoing just a lot of um, a lot of a lot of life stuff, a mm-hmm. lot of heavy stuff, a lot of things that are even you know borderline traumatic. You know that you even are saying now they they start to started to shape the way you see the world. They started to shape the way you see God, um, so on and so forth. So that all is happening um, on your way up to high school. Um, then tell me kind of, kind of, kind of what direction, um, does this go when you, when you get to high school? Yeah. So in high school, I think home life and school life looked very different. And so I was very much so like keeping it together and school life. I was very much portraying who I wanted to be. And I was, I mean, I'm an extrovert. I love being around people. Mm -hmm. And so I just was involved in so many things in high school yeah, you told, um, told us about some of them. It kind of blows my mind. I see I was, you know, nothing. <laughs> I did nothing in high school and you did 
everything. I, th- I think everything. Yeah. Yes. Like a little bit of everything. Well, I was never really what musical. What were some of those things? But other than that, so I did mm-hmm. um, student council, yearbook, Spanish club, probably some other random clubs that, you know, just get started and you're like, oh yeah, I'll join coloring book club and like, you know, whatever. <laughs> what um, does student council even do? They like make decisions for like dances and if there's like events and stuff like that, they get to decide the, you know, like when you have spirit days and you're like crazy hair day or oh sure okay wear your pants backwards day or whatever it is. Very important stuff. Yes. Very important okay. stuff. Very, very council like. Um, and so, yes, very involved. I didn't, my junior year i thought i wanted to be a nurse and so i was like you know what i'll sign up for this athletic training thing it looks fun you get to like so what made you think you wanted to be a nurse i have no idea i wanted to be a teacher like my whole life and then i just up and decided i don't want to be a teacher i want to be a nurse you know (laughs) high school i didn't know what i was what i was doing and so i signed up for athletic training um like yeah deal with people's blood you know tape ankles do you know kind of medical stuff but also just get to hang out and I fell in love and I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to watch sports and help people get back to sports. And I don't think I, I think I knew early on I would never be able to do an office job. And so I was like, this is it. This is what <laughs> I'm going to do. <laughs> and then it was like uh, a, a matter of uh, determining where I wanted to go and how I wanted to do that. But so in high school, I think before we get too far ahead, I was involved in a little bit of everything. I was the type of person who knew everyone. Like, I think if you showed me my yearbook, my senior year, I would be able to name every single person. Oh, wow. But I wasn't, I didn't have like deep connections with anybody. Sure. I had a couple close sure. friends. Um, and so, and I don't know if that had to do, I haven't really thought a whole ton about it, but like if it had to do with like home life and just trying to keep everything surface level so that I wouldn't get too deep with people. Sure. Cause at um, this point, the people who are closest to you have in ways caused you the most pain yeah and and so do you feel like you were kind of going into relationships in high school kind of feeling this hesitancy towards deepening a relationship because of that definitely not consciously so i have no idea so that's very much so could be um a part of it i just know that i was a i was a floater i was a drifter kind of dabbled in a little bit of everything but never committed to anything like even friend groups yeah. I would just go from friend group to friend group if there was drama. I'm just not about that. I'm out. So <laughs> Yeah, no you no no nonsense. You yeah. just move on. Yeah. Hmm. So that was kind of what marked my high school years, just kinda doing the next thing, keep going through the motions. Um yeah, other than just dealing with emotionally what was going on with my dad, feeling I didn't I don't think I would verbalize that it was a burden to me to mm. to help my mom and help my sisters. Um, but I think looking back, um, I definitely assumed and like took on the expectations more than what was placed on me. Mm -hmm. Um, but also just having that kind of shape my outlook on the world. Um, and so. Yeah. And so now did this same kind of taking on, um, that you know extra responsibility and so on kind of carry over into high school things and relationships or was that mostly a home life kind of thing um i think it was probably mostly at home i think i was just the goofy friend and the one that hung out and liked to do mm-hmm. stuff so i don't think there was any like level of let me fix all my friends problems or let sure. me you know bear their burdens 
Yeah, just kind of a, kind of a floating through. Now you talk really really fondly about high school, right? Like this was a good good yes. experience for you. Yes, I loved high school a lot. I just love. I think just with my personality of being so involved and liking mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. be busy and do things, um, high school was was super fun. Okay, so moving on from high school, then you did your you did your time. You so got then out. I went to NIU Northern Illinois University, and I went in with um, athletic training. And I knew that I wanted to do that from my high school experience. And um, so that was set. And I just wanted to go and continue life the way that it was going, having fun, getting involved, being around people. Um, but I'd always said, I was like, I'm not going to get a boyfriend when I go to college. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to whatever. And then a month in, I got a boyfriend. One month. So, yep. Oh, I lasted man. How'd that one come about? whole month. Um, so we actually lived on the same dorm floor. And so... At NIU, there was co-ed floors, and so we, me and my roommate um, started just going around and knocking on people's doors, and we wanted to hang out, and we were both very social people, and so hmm. started hanging out with him, and um, I think we both liked each other right away, and so um, going into college, I knew that I wanted to just kind of experience life, and in looking back in the eyes of the world, um, which was were, were my eyes like I didn't know any different I didn't know there was this um, I don't know I don't like I, yeah I just had no awareness that I do now of like God and God's presence and all those types of things so me it was like selfish it's like let's just do mm. what Kara wants to do and Kara wants to date this guy so, so we're gonna date of, this guy kind of a bit of a, a shift then from from kind of the more childhood and high school years yeah yeah I would say focus on my family um in in high school but then like getting a taste of hey there is stuff out there for me and so then in college being away from my family I was much more um, like I wouldn't say it I was selfish at the time but looking back it was it was all about me it was all about what did I want to do um how did I want to live my life and and there was no bigger purpose or anything else in the equation yeah 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 and so in my eyes, I was living my best life. I was going through the motions. I was going to get a job and a career and, and something that I liked. And so it's like, like, check, check that box. Not only will I be making money, but I'm doing something that I love. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now next, okay, I'm, I have a boyfriend and we're getting serious. And like throughout all of college, we got more and more serious. And so it's just like, okay, you have your person, you have that person that you can do life with. And in the eyes of the world, it's like, okay, check. Um, and I think, too, just along with that, um, being removed from any sort of, um, I don't know, I like, I always look at it, it's hard to, it's hard to talk about when it's like, I see, I see it now and I see it in the kids, um, in the students' lives of knowing God's plan and what God says is good and right and true sure, yeah. and not knowing that. And so, like, for me, like getting like physically intimate with my boyfriend was not a bad thing. And so mm-hmm. it's just like, that's just what you do. And looking back, I see just like the brokenness of my life and, and having mm-hmm. that be such a shaper when I did come to Christ. Um, it's, it's hard for me because it's just like, Kara just thought she was doing what was right. Kara just thought that mm-hmm. this was mm-hmm. the next thing and this is what you do in a relationship. And, um, eventually we like, so we moved in to a townhouse altogether. So it's like me and my roommate from freshman year 
and just like at her boyfriend and my boyfriend. And so it was just like, and but it just felt normal. That's just what you mm-hmm. do. Okay, so you're now in in another stage. You're you're post college, um, living with your boyfriend, with your roommate, her boyfriend, and and things. You know, like you said, nothing seems out of the picture to you in that. So I'm just curious, kind of, what are your guiding like principles at that moment? What is you know where where are you finding your moral compass for these things? Because I mean, like you said, you know, it very obviously wasn't rooted in God. It wasn't rooted in scriptures, so on and so forth. But it's coming from somewhere, right? So where is that somewhere? Yeah. Um, I think that it most likely was just from the world and from like seeing how other, like, I don't know, not like the movies or media or things like that, but just like other people's successful relationships and like that's um, what would be like affirming to me. And so it's just like this idea of, I think it was very, selfish and internal motivation of what makes me feel good and doesn't hurt people Mm. probably. And so, and like, just, um, I think I would say that I was like spiritual, like I thought about God. And so like God had like somewhat of a, a a role in my life, but not, I mean, not the God of the universe. And it was just Uh like kind of, Oh, was it the, the kind of the cultural idea of God? Yeah. um, I think so. Just more of like an agnostic view of like, okay, I can pray and I can be spiritual and I can know that there's a God out there. Like I never. Really? What did, what did praying look like for you then? Just talking to this higher being that had a oh. higher, you know, purpose and power, but like not a, not a, a he, like he wouldn't dialogue back with me. Uh. And so it was very much so like I never, I never doubted creation from a higher being. I never doubted like there was this other outside of yourself source yeah. of power. Um, but yeah, I don't really think he had anything to do with me. Yeah, because I think I think commonly people think it's kind of one or the other, right? You either believe in God and a higher power or... Or you're an atheist. Or you're an atheist, yeah. yeah. And you just re- reject every single notion of that. But for you, it was a more inclusive type of type of imagination and idea right yeah and i think for most people i think if you look at i don't know just college culture it is very and i don't i mean probably even more so today there's just so much fluidity of yeah. what truth is sure. and and that's just okay and, and like kind of whatever a, a need, truth you think a, a need and a hunger for that like spiritual component to to someone's or, life right yeah like um, I said, oh, what is it? Someone said, uh, I think Mark Sayers said something around the lines of like, the uh, our, our origins of Christianity haunt us, and and we we need something to fill that place. Yeah, yeah, the God shaped hole in mm-hmm. our hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I felt very much so guided by my own. Like there wasn't a higher purpose for me. Like I know God existed, and that there was some divine, you know universal plan that was uh coming sure. out but, but it like, really didn't I was, have enough to do with you for you to but he didn't like yeah he didn't get to tell me what that was and so i just got to live sure. my life the way that i wanted to live and i think the moral compass just very much came so from like culture and whatever everyone else said was good and right and true yeah. is what i would do and not this higher being of what's good and right and true and so yeah, I think that is kind of what marked 
my decision-making process as far as, so we lived together in college and then we lived together just ourselves right after college. Um, and I think that, um, yeah, that just is, again, what seemed normal, what seemed like, okay, this is good. We are going to start. Picking all the boxes still. Yeah. Just going to start living life and doing the things that I want to do and create a successful life for myself. And, and, and there was no, for me, there was no searching for something. There was no, like, I feel, so like you were talking about the, mm-hmm. the, the we're haunted or the- yeah, by our, our beginnings. And so, and God just, it just wasn't a thought for me. Like I wasn't empty. I wasn't searching for something, even with the stuff with my dad. And like, I didn't, I wasn't, I was kind of neutral to God. Like I wasn't angry at him for, for what had happened in my past. Yeah. And I wasn't like longing for something more. I was just like content in wow. what life was. And I just didn't, I, I think about like the whole idea of like I was blind, but now I see it's just like, it's just so true. I just, mm. I had no need for God and I had like the real God. I had no need for a savior. I had no, like, I just, I didn't see my brokenness. I didn't see the brokenness of the world. I just saw it as this is neutral. This is what it is. Yeah. And you just find your place and you navigate in it. And so. Wow. That's so interesting. Yeah. Now, now uh, how, how would that kind of mindset and view uh, you know, worldview really that you had at that moment. How, how did that shape what you thought about the rest of your life at, at that time? I mean, I mean, going so far as to say, you know, what did what is what did that mean about you know potentially you know family life or whatever? And and what did that mean about even you know um, you know how do I put it? The future, you're like dying. What did that mean for you and mm. and so on? Yeah, I guess yeah. To go back in that space of like future and and things like that. I don't know where it comes from, but like I always, I wanted a family. I Mm -hmm. knew that I wanted that. I wanted a marriage. I wanted a family. Um, I wanted to grow old and die and go to heaven. And and I would, I would go to heaven because I believed in God. And that, I think that was kind of my understanding of spirituality and like the little nuggets that I got from church is if you're a Christian, then you get to go to heaven. So and it's you just like, did you feel like you were a Christian? Would you call yourself one at that I time? I would call myself a Christian in terms of like, I'm not a Muslim, I'm not a Buddhist, I'm not a, ah. like those types of things. But I don't think I knew what a Christian was. Well, right. I think there's so many people out there that call themselves Christian because, I mean, and even like just to identify as a Christian, I just don't think that is explained all the time mm-hmm. in culture because it seems now in culture to mean something other than follower of jesus yeah that there's like this yeah just like category box that christians are i mean and even people in other countries and in other religions when they think about christians they don't the what they think about isn't what an actual christian mm. is an actual christ follower and so i think i very much was in that mindset of yeah i'm a christian because i don't believe like that i believe Jesus, like was a there, was a. There's thing. some things tagged on there, yeah. Right? yeah. And I did not, well, I did not know. Um, uh, I mean, I did not know pretty much anything about Jesus. I know who he was. I know like some stories of what he did, but it did not affect my heart. There was no heart yeah. stirring. There was no emotional connection to any of the stories. So whatever the story the is, yeah, whatever the big big story is for you know the universe, you have no 
part in it or say it in it or real connection to it. You're just doing your own your own yep. thing. Kind of like how you felt in high school. Mm-hmm. Just moving through it. Just yeah. just continuing to do your own thing. Um, wow. Okay. So now I know that situation didn't last forever. Um, God seems to have messed mm. it up pretty good. Ooh, yes. And I would love to, to hear how that began and how that happened. Yeah. So um, living... Um, just with me and my boyfriend for a couple of years. Uh, life's going great again. No need for God. No need for anything. And um, still dealing with um, just, you know, that, that role of being strong for my sisters. And so I definitely, because I was being very selfish in college and I didn't have much of a relationship with them, um, my sister was asked me one day, she was like, do you want to read the Bible with me? And um, she had just become a Christian. So this is like 2013. So it was her freshman year of college. She got involved with a campus ministry. And mm-hmm. you're locally, right? Did she um, go to Bradley? Well, so she went to Eastern Illinois University. Okay. So my sister Elizabeth um, went and got involved with campus outreach, which we have here at Grace. And she... Um, just started learning about who God was and God called on her heart and, and the fall or I don't really know specifically when she became a Christian, but she, the following summer went on the summer mountain project that they do and just learned a whole ton and the wanted summer mountain project. Yes. She wanted to share her faith with me like any Christian so sweet. would. And, and so it was just taking root in her heart and she was like, well, we can read the Bible. And I was like, you know what? That sounds good because I want to have a relationship with you. And so for me, it wasn't like, a, mm. oh, I'm seeking God. This will be a good avenue Like for spirituality. It was, I want a relationship with my sister. See. Let's see where this goes. So now, so again, I'm curious, what was your paradigm you were looking at the Bible through at that moment? I have, I have, a, I have a guess maybe. It, it kind of, was it something around the line of like something to be interested in? Like kind of how people can be interested in, you know, any kind of hobby. Right? Is that kind of the category it fell into you for into for you, or was it um, broader, bigger? What was your paradigm with the Bible at that moment? Um, I don't know if it was like an interest, but more of like, oh yeah, the Bible is like a thing, and that's like a the root of a faith <laughs> thing. It's a thing, and it is a thing. Do I think that it's a hundred percent true? No, and my sister will tell you stories of oh. us talking through stories of the Bible, and so. I think I know for sure. I I wonder if she tried to get me to read a gospel because I have a very, very distinct memory of her being like, well, what do you think the gospel is? And I said, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And she's like, no, no, no. But like the story of the gospel, she's I was like, yeah, gospel means one of those four books. And I oh, had man. no context of what the good news actually was. Um, but I know for sure we read through Colossians. And so we were just reading different parts and she would always ask like, well, what do you think about that? And there Look, reading Colossians now is just so rich and like beautiful mm. to me because there's so much truth in it. And it's just to me right now, it's almost not funny because that was, it's a very sad type of funny that I just missed so much of God's truth. And there's goodness. an irony there. Definitely, yeah. definitely irony and definitely God's timing to call me when he did. And so, so this is 2013. 
we're reading the Bible. I'm like, eh, I kind of think that. Eh, I don't really think that. Oh, that's nice. That's what are a nice some of those thing. things? What are some of those things? Um, so one thing that for sure stuck out to me and is still a verse that her and I just hold dear because it, I think it was what kind of sparked my desire for knowing God um, was the idea that love binds all things together in perfect harmony. And so I loved mm. the idea of love being the central message of Christianity. Whereas yeah. I think, I don't think I would ever verbalize that I thought Christians were all just a bunch of rule followers and like there's this and this. Um, but I don't think that I ever heard that love was the center. Um, and I really liked that concept. And mm. so the whole rules and do this, don't do that, put off these things, put on these things. I think that was kind of just a, um, an ebb and flow thing for me. But when it was like love connects it all, I think that was like kind of the little igniter flame. And that was like the one thing that I attached myself to in the Bible. And I think it was the first like glimmer of Elizabeth seeing mm. that, Hey, there I like, There's she's interested here. in There's something. something and so she would able, she was able to push a little bit more. And oh, that's and, really sweet. Um, God that, for sure. God for sure guided her in dealing with me <laughs> because <laughs> I was, I mean, I'm the older sister. She's a really? younger sister. She, it's hard for her to like, well, maybe not hard for her, but like just to be able to navigate like, hey, I have something to tell you, yes. but you're my older sister. And normally you're the one that has something to tell me. Yeah. Um, and so going through that together with her was just such a special time, even though I was very stubborn and very resistant and just kind of who I was and living life the way that I was, um, a lot of the things of the gospel were offensive to me and I didn't mm. like them. I think stuff like homosexuality and, um, the idea of like what marriage is was just like, well, that's just kind of whatever. Like, that's not really true. That's old stuff. That's old, mm -hmm. you know, back in the first century type sure, of thing. It's not actually sure. relevant today. That's not what God is actually saying today is what I thought and when mm. I like going into were it there, before I knew God. Were there ever any moments of kind of a, of a confrontation between you and Elizabeth about any of these things? I can only remember one. We both were crying on the phone um, and it came down to like her saying, if you don't believe these things are true, like my thought process and my, like what I know about the Bible is if you don't believe in Jesus, you don't inherit the kingdom. You do go to hell. Whoa. And so I think her having to articulate that to me was hard and me having to hear that was hard. Um, and yeah. just like you either have to like how this whole. You, how did you feel to hear that? I think it was this whole idea of like you can't like she was talking to me about like, you can't be lukewarm. You can't be on the fence. You have to either be yes or no. And just neither one, like I didn't, I wanted to stay on the fence. I yeah. wanted to stay lukewarm because then I can have my life and I can still get to know God. And I wanted that. And that's just not what God had planned for me. And sure. I definitely, I mean, I just cried. And I think that was still maybe months before God opened my eyes. And um, because I definitely, when I think about coming to Christ, there definitely wasn't like a moment and it, it, it wasn't, it's just so, 
it's I, I think for everyone when they talk about when they feel like they knew God as Lord and Savior, it's an intimate thing. And I just think that God had been slowly moving my hard heart. And, and then when I loved him or when I knew that I wanted him, it still took a long and slow process. And so, like I'd said before, like I didn't think anything was wrong with my life. I thought everything was going great. And now all of a sudden I'm seeing like, oh, there is something better. Mm. There is, and I, I, I would not be able to even now explain what it was or like yeah. what was appealing. But God was just calling me to himself and he was choosing me. And it was just this irresistible, like, I have to say yes. Like I want to say yes, yes. but and I also I have, have to. to say yes. But also I don't want to say no to my former life. Yes. And so that marks just a whole nother, um, I think, season. So I think if you like look at big markers of, of life change, I think my parents getting divorced. And so it, and it's all centered around relationship. So my parents getting divorced, broken relationship, me starting to date my ex-boyfriend, and then now meeting God and and entering into relationship with God was obviously a huge marker in my life because yeah. that's literally the, the marker. what has driven my life. And so we talk about moral compass before and what was what was really driving my life. And it's just like whatever Kara wants to do is what is gonna mm-hmm. be the the driving force. And now I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but I knew that I just wanted it to be God and with God. And I didn't know what that meant. Mm. And I think even in my testimony, when I got baptized, um, I said that I don't want God to just be part of my life. I want him to be my whole life. And even then looking back at that time, I had no idea what that meant. So as you're, you're deepening, um, this, this connection and relationship, this drawing out to God, um, Right. What's that doing to the other relationships in your life at that time and including your boyfriend at the time and so on and so forth? Does that have any overlap with your work? So on and, you know, all that. Yeah. So I think that as God was drawing me out and I was seeing like the difference in, well, okay. So as God was drawing me out, um, I didn't know what he was calling me to or what any of that stuff looked like. And so when I would look back at my life, I, um, so backing up a little bit, I worked at a high school. Mm -hmm. I was, so I went through, I went through college, got my athletic training degree, um, was able to work as an athletic trainer. Eventually took like a little bit of time to, to get a full-time job. But, um, I, so I was working full-time. I had a boyfriend, a dog, um, so all of the things, like all the check boxes, again, going back yeah. to that were checked off. And so now I'm like, oh, there's this God element. How are we going to fit that into life? How are we going to make this all work? Because it's not like I can leave my life and like just go and learn about God and then come back and live life the exact same way I, with God calling my heart. He was calling me to himself in all of life. And so um, as that was happening in the very beginning stages, Elizabeth just encouraged me to go find a church and find people to do life with. Um, and so I found this really small church, 
um, near where I lived and they came in and were just so kind and gentle to me and like I um, didn't know what I was doing and I think they knew that I didn't know what I was doing and just as they came alongside me and got to know me and knew where I was, my life stage, things like that, mm-hmm. um, were just able to speak soft truth and just gently lead me to like, hey, you have said you're coming here, you're coming to church because you want to grow in relationship with Jesus and we're going to help you do that. But these are the things. This is what it looks like. Well, the, yeah, like this is what it looks like in your real life. Mm. Like this is how it, your life is going to be hard to, if you're following Jesus. And this is how following Jesus is going to be hard if you're doing these things in your life. And so they were just revealing a lot of things revolving around my boyfriend and just like stuff like physical int- intimacy and what God calls marriage and how God wants the marriage to be. And if you are entering into relationship with Jesus, your husband should lead you that way as well. And that how hard it is to just be and like the whole idea of unequally yoked and, and all yeah. of these things came up Um with them and they're like we're not telling you like they were so gentle they were so gracious but did not shy away from god's truth and i feel like god just used that church so much to build me up but to not turn me away from what was good and Mm. so they're like we're not telling you what to do you know and i remember meeting with the pastor and uh, my friend erica and just crying in the bathroom afterwards saying i'm not gonna do what they're telling me i'm not and they weren't even telling me what to do Aww. i was just like i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna move out i'm not gonna do these things and yeah um but i knew and i was continuing like god was just drawing me closer and closer and closer to himself and so i knew that i wanted those things because i knew it was better yes and mm. and even if i wasn't able to like know why it was better i just i just knew that it was and I knew that this was the direction that my life was going. It was going towards God. It was going towards Jesus and his truth. And I wanted to know what that was. And so following up with obedience was just the next natural step. And so as I learned how it would be difficult and I wanted this walk with Christ to be strong, I knew that I had to lessen my grip on keeping my life the way that it was. And so it started off... Um, we, I just moved out and it's like, okay, we're going to remove physical temptation. We're going to remove um, just like a closeness and we're going to be able to just have some separation so that we can both pursue God and Jesus. And that's what I wanted. And that's what I thought was going to happen. And that we were going to live happily ever after because mm. he was going to become a Christian and I was going to become a Christian and it was going to be great. And that just wasn't God's plan. Mm-hmm. And so um, moved out, moved in with my friend Erica and was very resistant to breaking up. Mm-hmm. But then again, as I learned more and more about what marriage is and what God calls marriage and what um, just following Jesus would look like married to someone who wasn't following Jesus, I knew that that's not something that was going to be my life. And so breaking up with him. But then it was like the next piece of like holding on. It's like, okay, but well, we're going to still be friends. Ooh. And so. Tough move. And it was just, 
just very and now how many years had this relationship gone on at this point so we had been dating for seven years oh my goodness um living together had a dog um so i mean basically it was i mean it wasn't a divorce but emotionally it Mm -hmm. felt very similar similar yeah to a divorce in the fact of like i mean and i'd done so much of my formative who am i as an individual growth with With him him. yeah and so and we had all the same friends and (gasps) um so having to make these decisions was so difficult and i i I think i cried for like two months straight like every night because i just i just and that's i think the cool and that's something that i just definitely want to say is god's god's I don't know if it's his gentleness or just his power or his um, ability to make things happen, but I did not do it by any strength of my own. And um, I know that um, as I was walking through this, like hard, hard decisions, hard obedience, it was, it was not like Karen knows what's best for her life. So she's going to go ahead and, and obey God. It's like, God was walking me through every single step in order to bring me to where he has me now. And just, I can't even imagine where, where he's leading me from here. But going back to that space of, um, obedience and not knowing what I was doing, but knowing deep down, there was, there was definitely a sense of knowing deep down that this is right. This is right. This is yeah. what is better and that i choose god over pretty much everything because my mom was not happy with me breaking up i mean he seven years he had become yes, part of the family. family yeah all of our friends we had the same friends so it almost felt like they had to choose and so oh, it's just like no. i could lose all my friends and um so i i don't think it affected my career i would say like that was still that was something that kind of stayed constant throughout this whole thing but working in a secular high school navigating that is a whole nother (laughs) topic and subject of like okay hey like everything is good in the world and now i like i'm learning the truths of of god and dealing with high schoolers and and their own problems and all the things that happen um it was it was a cool shift and i think god had me there for a reason and just to be able to see and speak into um and just grow my own faith in in um in that space uh working at a high school um was really cool but just all the things um i look back at it now and i can just with joy say and i like said this in the beginning like i would do it all again because i because i know god now and because I of know the surpassing him. worth of knowing jesus absolutely and so it does not take away and i don't want to um articulate how hard it was in that moment though and just how much my life and i went to christian counseling because i was like am i doing the right thing like am i if i have to give up everything um i mean even too you were talking a little bit before about like what what my future like what my outlook on my future was and with jesus if i chose jesus it would mean not only would I not have a boyfriend, but I wouldn't have a husband yeah. and I wouldn't have kids. Mm. And that was definitely something central to what I wanted 
to have a family and it's like, okay, if I choose Jesus, these are all the things that I'm going to have to give up. Or put at least My put life, on the table. At least put on the table, yeah. at least surrender to him. Um, and so just to have so many people come alongside me in that time. So there was a lot of tension and people who didn't understand, but there was also just a flood of people who were able to come alongside me and lead me in in just comfort and I didn't want to be comforted and I wanted to like yeah. bear down and, and struggle and, and you know do the things <laughs> for God and it's just like no that's I'm learning so much now that that's just not how God works and he has brought so many people into my life yeah. to grow and guide me towards himself hey guys John here You've been listening to part one of Kara's testimony, and part two is going to come out next week, so be sure not to miss it. Anyway, thanks for listening to Teleos again, and we'll see you next week.